0: We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad, Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott joining you. It's 133 in Edmonton. Uh, when we had Marette Etesh on from uh, Winnipeg, uh, that was our North Division report brought to you by... Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence, finding your dream home listing your old home. It starts at Edmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move on. Lots to get to. We'll tell you Royal Pizza Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a list and a menu, uh, their menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at the royalpizza.ca uh, website or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. for recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken. I don't know, is Brennan Escott still going to be a Texans fan after they uh, Trade to Sean Watson. What do you think, Brendan?
2: I can't be mad at the player in this situation. Uh, I think I'm going to remain loyal to the franchise, though. All
0: right, uh, let's get to it. Uh, you're listening to Oilers now and again earlier at 1 o'clock today everything was made official, Sportsnet's new regional television play-by-play voice is Jack Michaels on the nights that Jack is broadcasting games for Sportsnet the Edmonton Oilers will have uh, a second radio play-by-play voice that's Cam Moon Uh so a great combination there, Reed Wilkins Rob Brown, myself will continue to work on the Oilers radio broadcast and we will now do our NHL Scotia North Division look as we welcome to the show Jack Michaels, hello jack congratulations
1: thanks bob i really appreciate it and as you know uh the great thing about our line of work is we're lucky enough to work alongside friends as long as we do this and uh i know you've known cam for a long time he certainly made a great uh, couple of first impressions on me and and uh i'm really excited to have him uh, as you know uh cam and i are kind of brothers from another mother his mom might have been the uh, dub and, and mine was minor pro uh we know a lot of the same people travel a lot of the same roads and i, I couldn't be happy for happier for him i'm um i'm excited about it and i'm sure you are too
0: yeah absolutely hey uh jack uh cleveland browns what about that what's got you more excited the announcement was sportsnet being made official or the fact that your browns pulled out a victory yesterday at pittsburgh
1: I I I think I've waited longer for the Browns. So did they get the split decision? Um, no, it's, I I have to say that was probably my most fun day as a fan. And and Bob, I know that you get a kick out of you know watching some Star Wars and, and spending time with your son. And uh, for me that was even though I wasn't there in person and you and I have seen some great football games together in person but uh watching with my son uh yesterday was was really uh, an enjoyable 3 hours and uh, you know obviously uh I like to I like to raise my son as uh, as I am which which might be a little scary from your perspective <laughs> I'll leave that one for now.
0: Uh, Reed Wilkins is on. <laughs> Reed Wilkins is on the line as well.
3: Reed, how you doing? You ready to go here, buddy? I'm ready, Jack. Really happy for you, but also really glad you're still going to be around the Oilers uh, a lot because I certainly put uh, you and Bob in the category of two people I, I've learned a lot from over the years and still do. But also thrilled. I mean, wow, like I, I didn't handpick Cam Moon, but if I could have handpicked somebody to come in, it would have been Cam. So I'm thrilled for him and thrilled about that too.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely. the four of us are going to have a great time together. I, I think uh, we've just added more talent, and I, I really felt like we were crammed with talent to begin with. I mean, let's not forget we got Rob Brown too. I mean, that's I'm, I'm really excited about where this is going. All right. Well, let's uh, let's
0: get it uh, a little bit uh, on the rails of the North Division, guys. And uh, we'll start. Actually, you know what? We're going to put Brendan on the spot out of the gate here. Uh, Brendan, give me your thoughts. And I know you you, you touched on this briefly at about twelve fifty-seven uh, as I was uh, making the mad dash from Rogers Place back to the house. But just the thought on uh, how you
2: see. Do you think the Edmonton Oilers are an improved team from last season? One hundred percent. There there seems to be a cohesiveness. I think that we all know about the depth of this team, you know, they're rolling out power play units number three and four and five, and they're still snapping the puck around the ice, and I understand that it's a practice setting, but it's almost like there's an enhanced... um, They feel like the ceiling for this group might be a little higher. That's sort of one thing that I picked up on, whether that's from the additions that they've made or or how they've come into camp here, but either way, Bob, I was pretty impressed on Saturday with them, with uh, watching them out on the ice.
0: Reed, what's been the biggest surprise through training camp for you with the owners what do you like
3: and what are you concerned about well uh, obviously i like the added depth and i like tyson berry and i i don't know if it necessarily surprised me per se but it was just from seeing him in a scrimmage and and skating in practice I think Dominic Cahoon has has even more skill and potential here than I thought he did. So, you know, obviously I've been pretty bullish on Barry the entire time, and I'm feeling quite good about Cahoon after seeing him go through uh, some of the practices and the scrimmages. I, I think the concerns are probably similar to everybody else, uh, just how the goaltending is going to hold up, see how Mike Smith plays if he has to get in there a lot on back-to-back nights and when they have some of these mini-series against a lot of a lot of the teams and and I think obviously they, the Oilers have a lot of promising young players and I'm going to kind of put Bear Jones and Yamamoto all in the same bucket basically going into their, their second seasons here. Sometimes that's when players do have that sophomore slump and I think the reason that that's become a cliche is because it happens often enough that it's something to consider
0: Jack for you what has stuck out
1: through the first week plus of training camp well, the depth of competition is is one. I mean, you're talking about guys that I thought were going to be in the opening night lineup: Gates, Haas and James Neal. And, and granted, some of those circumstances beyond their control. But you know, they're not going to be in the opening night lineup. There's there's a decent chance, I suppose, to Jar won't be in the opening night lineup. Uh, you know, one of Slater, Cuckoo, or Chris Russell might not be in the opening lineup. I mean, there's a lot of depth and competition for spots out there, but. If the risk of being frighteningly boring, especially in the light of the announcements that you've been talking about, Bob. I I don't know. I I felt like I was pretty bullish with Connor McDavid at 30 goals and 85 points, but after seeing what I've seen in the preseason here, I, I don't know. Did I did I was I too conservative suggesting that perhaps McDavid and Leon if you were doing a plus minus 165 I'm starting to rethink that because they both look phenomenal uh, especially Connor McDavid is, is playing at a speed uh, with which I haven't even seen him play yet and that's hard to believe considering you're talking about a guy who's routinely eclipsing that 100 point mark he might have a chance to do it again this year only we're playing 56 games all right. Well, before we get to the point, pro- uh,
0: projections for the players, let's do the point projections for the team. So I will start, uh, and for the, the surprise for me has been the transition game out of the D. It's been lacking. The Oilers have, haven't had been too challenged getting the puck up the ice. And as a result, they spend too much time in their own zone. We knew they'd improved. We knew they'd improved their forward depth. I like what I'm seeing out of uh, the mobility on the back end. I have the Edmonton Oilers finishing the season with a 32 18 and six record. That's 70 points in 56 games. Uh, Brendan, do you have a mark on a 56 game
2: schedule that you see the Oilers finishing with? I don't think I'd gone directly to a a record, Bob, but I do expect them to be within the top two. I mean, it's it's either them or Toronto that stands to win this division for me. So if, if 70 points is going to get them there, I can see that being realistic.
3: Uh, Reed. I got the Oilers at 30, 20, and 6 for 66 points. That's a 589 points percentage over the final 56 games of last season, which for the most part they were pretty good in that stretch. They were 27, 21, and 8. That's a 574 points percentage. So I think they can do a little, bit a little better than that.
0: Okay, by the way, my, my total at 32, 18, and 6 uh, would be a 103-point total, uh, which is what they had in the... season. I think that now remember, that year they were 8th in the league in goals for and 8th in the league in goals against. They didn't have the great special teams. Past year, they finished 14th in goals for 16th in goals against. Jack, I know you've mentioned this lots before. Like It kills me in terms of the prognosticators around the league. They seem to forget the orders of the highest winning percentage of any team in Canada last year. And we know the team knows they need to improve the defense, but they had the second best goals against of any Canadian team in the league. Because we've had a couple guys pound. Way, oh, well, they're not good enough defensively. They're, they they got to improve their offense and their defense,
1: Jack. But where do you see them at? Well, I think when you're talking about the offense, you're probably talking five on five, and I think. The depth that they've built, Uh, quite frankly, I mean, the forward depth is what immediately comes to mind. But even on the back end, you've got guys, you know, like Evan Bouchard is going to be pushing for playing time. I I don't necessarily have him in my opening night lineup, but what I do have is the Oilers. I have him a game off your pace, Bob, at at 31-19-6 for 68 points. That's what I had written down a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to stick with that based on what I've seen in the preseason. And again, I don't see anyone completely knocking the cover off the ball in the North Division and, and just putting up a, you know an outlandish record. But again, I also don't – I don't have Ottawa as far off the pace as a lot of people A lot of people do. I don't think there's any easy nights this year. I really don't. I think Ottawa is going to be a tougher out than many people are anticipating.
0: All right. So I have, uh, for the record, I've got uh, Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal, and Calgary making the playoffs. I think the Oilers are going to compete against the Leafs for top spot this year. I uh, definitely have Montreal's improved team. Uh, I have Vancouver and Winnipeg missing along with Ottawa. Ottawa. Brendan, who do you got top four?
2: Yeah, I don't want to make for poor radio here, Bob, but Edmonton, Toronto, Calgary, and Montreal is how I see that all shaking down. Uh, I I really think that you know, obviously Montreal made the improvements. Vancouver lost too much in the goaltending department for me. Winnipeg's in a little dismay. And Ottawa I, I agree with you, Jack, and what you're saying. I just don't think it happens this year for them. I think they make a tremendous leap next year. So I've got the same three missing in in Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Ottawa.
3: Reed Wilkins. My playoff teams are Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, and Vancouver. I think there are just too many question marks with Winnipeg, even though they have an outstanding goaltender. I, I realize Montreal made a couple of additions that could turn out to be significant. I'm not sold that they will all work out, and I think some of the the part of the storyline in Edmonton was well. Let's not be put too much emphasis on losing a playoff series after a pretty good year. I think you have to say the same thing about Montreal. Let's put not put too much emphasis on winning a playoff series after, quite frankly, a pretty poor year. So I do not think Montreal gets in. Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver are my four. Jack, top
1: four in the north. I have Toronto
3: nosing out
1: Edmonton. Uh, followed by Montreal and Calgary. I think it's going to be a real horse race for that fourth and final spot. The reason I have Montreal shooting all the way up to third, and this will please you, Bob, is I, I really feel like with Jake Allen back there, that finally gives Carey Price a bit of an insurance policy. They've gotten leaner and meaner. I think the Canadians can skate, but now they can grind it out a little bit too, so that's why I have them one through four.
0: Uh, two carrass class here, considered by many to be one of the best goalies in the league, a 2.45 goals against average. That is the number Jake Allen had in St. Louis. I'm with you, Jack. I think the, that one-two punch will finally maybe show what Carey Price can do. All right. We were going to do um McDavid and dry-settle predictions. And, Jack, I, I think you did a McDavid. Not sure if you did Leon. I'll throw McDavid out first. I got Connor at 31 goals, 84 points in, uh, in a 56 game sked, and I have dry settle at 33, 47, and 80. So, Jack, what do you got for uh, 97 and 29?
1: Well, you stole my tweet because I, I literally put that out five months ago and those or five weeks ago and those exact same numbers: Come Leon on. thirty-three, forty-seven, eighty. Oh yeah, you can look it up. McDavid, I have thirty fifty five eighty five. I had set the plus-minus for those two uh, at a combined one hundred and sixty-five points. I'm going to stick with that, but again. If I were betting right now, I would take McDavid on the over on his 85, just based on what I've seen out of the preseason.
3: Reed Wilkins. I think I'm coming in a little lower than you guys, just because I think as the season grinds on, the games might get a little lower scoring, but I still have them with pretty gaudy point totals. I'm giving McDavid 30 goals, 50 assists for 80 points I'm am curious what's going to see with Drysadle. Even though I, you know, I, I like what Cahoon brings. There's still, I, I think his his points per game is going to drop off a little bit just because he was so high when he was playing with Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto. So I'm giving Drysadle 25, 38, 73 points. 25, 38. That's 63. Just as so you're going to go 25.
0: You go 25, 48 for 73. Sorry, yes, 25, 48, 73. Thanks, Bob. And you say I never listen, Reed. (laughs)
2: Fair enough. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Brendan. Brendan, how are you? Things are good, Bob. Uh, so I, you know what, I'm not too far off for you guys on this. I basically looked at Connor McDavid's career, you know, points per game, and figured that I would counterbalance all of the helium that seems to be coming out of camp with how good he has looked, with the fact that I do think there's a strong chance that games are missed, whether it's for you know somebody getting dinged up or the fact that there's COVID involved here, whatever it may be. So this I've got McDavid. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 Brendan. This isn't the
0: prices is right. You don't get a comment. You don't get a comment under. We're doing this based on a 56
2: game schedule. Listen, you know listen. I mean? I've got 28 goals, 57 assists for 85 points for okay. McDavid, largely okay. in part because uh, not only with my own two eyes on Saturday, but I've heard so many great things about how he's looked in camp. Another year to gel. He's got uh, Nugent Hopkins on his wing. And then I've got uh so 85 points there for Connor, 28, 57, 85. Dreisaitl, I've got 31 goals, 47 assists for 78. Eight points, obviously keeping up well over a point per game average there, as we would expect with yet another couple uh, set of line mates for him.
0: Alright, so here you go. I'm going to throw a curveball at all four of you guys to close this one off, and it's the wild card. Which Euler player are you the most unsure of in terms of what they're going to potentially contribute to the Edmonton Oilers this season? And we're going to drop the puck with
3: Reed Wilkins on line number three. Reed, what do you got? That's easy. He Puliyarvi, because he he could be we could be five games into the season thinking, oh my God, he still can't do anything, he hasn't figured it out, or we could be five games into the season and he has. 3 goals and 4 assists for 7 points and and he's absolutely looking like a guy who was a top 5 draft pick. Absolutely Puljarvi is my biggest wild card.
2: Brandon? For me, it's Mike Smith, and I think when they brought him back, they expected him, obviously, to be able to perform at, a, at one of his, if not his highest level possible. Uh, I don't know that he proved last year that that's going to be consistently the case, and because the games are so condensed, I'm a little bit worried. Koskinen, to me, is he going to be able to do what he needs to do in that 1A role? It's can Smith be as supportive as 1B, and if not, does that force a roster move?
0: Well, uh, there is a trade deadline. Fans need to remember that, and the team definitely wanted to upgrade gold. Jack, pick a smile card.
1: I going to pick one? One, yes. I will go with Kyler Yamamoto. I think, uh, you know, the difference between him putting up 60 points and him putting up 30 points could really – um, leave Edmonton's position in the standings wildly vacillating. I think both of Drysidle's wingers uh, present real interesting wild cards this season.
0: All right, and I will throw out Caleb Jones, because if he can grab it, uh, the orders are on to something on the back end. I've, I like Caleb. Uh, he went through a very difficult first year in the minors. Uh, he has matured greatly. He He's got athleticism. And uh, I personally believe we could be looking at a guy. He did pretty well in the nine games where he stepped in for cleft bomb last year. If he could play 17 to 19 minutes a game, kill some penalties, that would go a long way to helping the order situation out in the back end. And he can, he gets the puck up the ice as well. Uh, Jack, hey, congratulate. Guys, we just got to do this. This is a little bit self-indulgent. But I don't think either of you two guys are going to counter this perspective. So, Jack, the Browns got the win yesterday. Tonight's a big night in the Stoffer household. It's Alabama. It's Ohio State. Uh, Chris, who helps produce Jalen Nye's show, is a huge fan of Ohio State. Who's winning tonight? Bama? Or the I
1: don't like. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't like the other guys' chances. I I like Bama winning and winning big tonight. I think you're gonna be uh, just about as happy as I was last night.
0: Awesome stuff! Congratulations again, Jack. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Bob. Can't wait to get going on Wednesday. Let's drop the puck, uh, Reed Wilkins.
3: What do you got shaking tonight on Inside Sports? All right, we'll have all the uh, audio from Oilers practice and also some of the highlights from Oscar Clefbaum this morning. I believe Jack is hopping on, and John Garrett's on the show.
0: There you have it. And, uh, Reed will, uh, touch base here over the next couple days. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it, Bob. We're in the final three minutes, final three minutes of the show. Want to tell you, there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what tasks but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge four is a nine time president's diamond award winner for customer satisfaction. No, that's not stratisfaction. That would be Trish stratus back in the day. Customer satisfaction. The year end event is currently taking place down at Brent Ridge. Great people. People, great service, fully open, they're transparent, so let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny in the game at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling uh, the number, which is one That number again, one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three, 877 477 3673
2: or visit BrentRidge.com. As we go to this day in Oilers history... Brendan Escott, 1983, veteran Oilers forward Pat Hughes records the fastest two shorthanded goals by one player in NHL history, burning the St. Louis Blues for two markers in 25 seconds on the PK. That was two of his 25 goals on the year. He had a great year, uh, Pat Hughes. For my wife,
0: uh, whose uh, uh, mother, who has since passed away, uh, Sheila, uh, worked for the Oilers for 25 plus years, and my wife Kathleen's favorite player growing up as a kid was Pat. Hughes, and some would say, uh, Kathy ended up marrying the Pat Hughes of Edmonton Sportscasters. Though I wouldn't say that. Uh, again, uh, thank you to everybody for uh, participating in today's show. We will tell you that coming up on 6:30 chat afternoons, the Speaker of the Alberta Legislature, Nathan Cooper, wrote an email to one of his constituents saying the premier's uh, the premier's handling of the UCP travel scandal is a great embarrassment to the government. The language is strong, and Mount Royal University political scientist Dr. Dwayne Bratt said it echoes. The tones of other emails he's seen from other disgruntled UCP MLAs. And uh, Dwayne Bratt, Dr. Dwayne Bratt out of uh, Mount Royal will join Jalen after uh, 2 o'clock uh, news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Tomorrow, big time show for you. Edmonton Oilers, General Manager, Ken Holland to open the show. It's a Tuesday, that means Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women that work in the Alberta horse racing and breeding industry. And from the athletic, out of Vancouver, Thomas Drance. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.